I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines on this Super Bowl Aftermath Monday. As you know, the Rams won the game. The Rams did not cover the spread. Bengals cover. The total goes under. The sports books, hmm, let me see. They won. We'll know exactly how much soon. And next season, we already got the odds. The Rams, they're not the favorite. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas. Live on a Monday, the Monday after the Super Bowl. It's a big one. Live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in the studio. He's conflicted. He wants to say the sharps aren't really sharp. Acres under. That one, didn't it? Acres under? Yeah. No, I, I was on McPherson over. Oh, no, no, no. You were on him. Oh, Cam Acres under. Yeah, I was on that say, as well. Yeah, when I say Acres under, I meant Acres under. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, yes. And and he said it was so easy. The number of sacks, wasn't it obvious there was going to be a lot of sacks? All of my square plays, they were home runs last night. I think, if anything, this is a bad lesson. Because the, is whole, it? the Come whole, on. Season, the whole season, you on the square side, when you weren't winning those, you'd be like, you know, I see your point there. Yeah, it shouldn't all be over. And then finally, it's like the 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 gambling gods say, you know something? Let's get him confused. Let's give him a couple of obvious <laughs> Huey Lewis type winners. And now all off season, he's going to be saying more of that. I'll be honest. I was watching it at halftime when you know McPherson only had one field goal. The, the Rams only had one sack. Joe Mixon only had one reception. And I was like, uh oh. And then the, the, I was like, RJ is going to crush me on Monday. <laughs> and then the floodgates opened. And Joe Burrow got sacked a hundred times, and Joe Mixon got targeted a hundred times. Everything went my way in the second half. I, I mean, all I will say is we actually have a little tape of uh, after halftime. Barney was at the bar. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was very happy. He was sitting right next to me. Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He is the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoffman. Thank you. Obviously, Cooper Cup takes home MVP honors. Joe Burrow proved to be human after all. But the Vegas lead, of course, is the Rams take home Super Bowl 56 by a final of 23 to 20. Okay. When you say Cup, let's just say allegedly. We got there's a within about five minutes. I'm going to give a take on the the travesty, which is the MVP, and it's not sore losing. It's not just sore losing. There's that because I did like Aaron Donald for that, but it's something that's it's a sign of what's wrong with the NFL to be honest, or maybe it's what's right with the NFL. It's just I think it's wrong. That's within five minutes. Let's start though with the officiating. I'm going to make the following point that. And, you know, I heard, I listen to Colin almost every day right here in FSR, one of the great broadcasters out there. I, th- I think he might be crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not going to judge, you know, someone's mental health from a distance, but 
the idea that the Rams, it was like, had all the disadvantage. I mean, his take generally was the Rams won a close one, but it shouldn't have been close. Rams would have won this game no matter what. This was like the best outcome for the Bengals. And if you're crying about the officials, grow up. Hmm. That's a pretty good recap, I think. Though done much more eloquently. Well, I don't know about that, but done with more broadcasting. Oh, okay. Yeah, eloquently. I, that was pretty eloquent. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Okay. In fact, my, I was much more succinct, verbosely, maybe. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, but I don't know how uh, what game he saw, because as far as I can see, and AJ, you're the voice of the fan here, that was a tight game. If anything, you can make, I mean, let's play devil's advocacy for a minute and say, okay, Rams were down two turnovers. So the fact that they won the game still at minus two is a big deal, and it's a sign they dominated the game. Ah, if one of the turnovers and people were trying to say, well, Stafford gets excused because it was an arm punt. It was an arm punt. So it's the same as punting. Okay, then that means you really didn't have that turnover against you. Uh, yeah. You either got to give Stafford heat or you got to say <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't get heat, but the Rams didn't really overcome that. It's one or the other, right? It either was a big negative or it wasn't. But either way, the fact that they won the game, the Rams minus two in turnovers, is a sign they were the better team. You also could give a clear thumbs up to the Rams that OBJ was a big deal. No doubt. Their offense completely changed after his injury. Seven straight possessions with either punt, interception, or field goal. One field goal in the next seven possessions. They, their offense just after came to a hurt. grinding halt. Yep. On those seven possessions, five of them produced zero first downs. So they were three and outs. So that is a great testament if you think about it. To not only overcoming adversity in this game, which give the Rams credit, no doubt, but how smart was it or how fortuitous was it that they traded for OBJ? Because let's not forget in the you know middle of the season or so, when they got OBJ, when they got Von Miller a little later, it was like, what are these guys doing? Uh, a second and a third for Von Miller? His contract's up at the end of next year. A lot of people questioned it. I would say amongst the quote-unquote sharps or the smart NFL observers, it was 85-15 against. Like the Von Miller trade, I don't remember anyone really thinking it was a good trade for them. Now, obviously, in the short term, it was fine, but a second and a third. And do they win that game? Here's the question. Do the Rams win without Von Miller? He had two sacks. To what degree did he free up Donald and Donald free up him? I think he certainly he certainly was a, a positive factor in them winning. Yeah, any positive factor probably swings this game sure. because it was literally one third down and ten phantom call. We'll call it. We can get into it, or the Rams probably lose this game. Yeah. Right. So if the game's within a play. And you have a Vaughn Miller who was what? The second most valuable defensive player on the team? I mean, Ramsey certainly Ramsey was wasn't. not. <laughs> yeah. So you could make the case if you, in a one play game, not a one score game, a one play game, Vaughn Miller certainly was worth that one play. Absolutely. Do they win it without OBJ, even though OBJ only contributed until he got hurt? What, what can you do? Contributed enough, got 50, a touchdown. 50 some yards. So to some degree, every last move the Rams made that was a net positive, is the only reason they won the Super Bowl. I mean, you could obviously go back to Stafford and say, if they didn't, if they didn't have Stafford, would they win this game? That's the easy one. No. No. So, from last summer, in the, the shots in Cabo, all right, I think that's where it was, 
to the game itself and the Super Bowl victory, every decision the Rams made that was really, for the most part, Stafford excluded, against what the Sharps like. OBJ, oh, he's a disruptive force. He was causing trouble in Cleveland. That was the narrative. There wasn't any great excitement they got OBJ. It turns out, in hindsight, Baker Mayfield's just not good at football. Well, it, or what it could be, and, and, and I think that is a, a, a level one conclusion, what it could be is Baker Mayfield and OBJ weren't in sync, but Baker Mayfield's a pretty darn good quarterback if he's not hurt. But when he's hurt, he stinks. That's possible. And you saw when when OBG, OBJ left the game and Ben Skoranek becomes the third wide receiver. It, it's not. I mean, he was one of the reasons for the Stafford interceptions. He was like the ball goes right through his hands to pick. After that, so it's not Stafford's fault. That one certainly wasn't. And, and the arm punt wasn't. The either. arm punt's his fault. That's no. It. I mean, that's a strategic play. Uh, you're throwing it up for grabs. You got your guy might get it. I don't know that that's the... how it was called, but either way. Well, I mean, uh, listen, we don't want anyone to be critical of Stafford. Well, I think it's okay. He he doesn't care right now. Today's the no, day to do it. I don't he's not care worried if he about cares. It. I'm just worried about your feelings. <laughs> I know you have a, a real emotional connection. To but him. I, I think once Robert Woods was gone, they realized that they needed that guy. Well, but correct me if I'm wrong. They traded for OBJ before Woods. I want to say it was, it was, it was in a week of each other, exactly. yes. Exactly. Look that up, McKenzie. I, I, you're right, it was within the week of each other, but I'm almost certain OBJ got I traded for right. So, if so, boy, that's good, that's good saying, hey, we're a top-heavy team, and if we get one of these guys hurt, we're in trouble. Oh, with OBJ, we have at least a backup with, with a backup superstar with our two key play, receivers, and it ended up being the case. And then, obviously, so if you think about it, everything that the NFL poo-pooed, when it came to the Rams team building, in aggregate, won them a Super Bowl. In one less move, one less all-in bet, they would have probably not won. So I want to give the Rams a lot of credit for the fact that they won, obviously. Because I'll tell you this, I hate it. Not that they won. I don't care about the Rams. It's I hate that it feels wrong. I feel like that I'm right, that Stafford isn't even a top-eight quarterback. I think he's probably 9, 10, 11. But he's always going to be a Super Bowl winner. And you know what? I could sit and go, well, but remember. Or I can say, you know what? Scoreboard. And at some point, it's got to be scoreboard. Does it feel like Eli Manning-esque to you? Like it, No, because Eli was actually the reason they won. Stafford was the reason they almost lost, it felt to me. But again, let's give that last drive credit. Because if the game would have, if they would have said, like in, in soccer, they came on with, like, whenever the Rams were in the middle of that last drive, if they would have came on like soccer and said, actually, uh, not, game's over, we thought there was extra time, there wasn't. What would the narrative be about Stafford? That he he laid an egg in the yeah. Super Bowl. Now I get it. It's not over till it's over, as Yogi would say. And thus he wins. Thus he's a Super Bowl champ. Thus I have to take it out. I don't like it, but I'm going to stay st- uh, ethically consistent with my take. I don't think you can explain away reality like some talk show hosts can. And to me, and again, I'm not. I'm talking about dozens of them across the country. You know, I, I don't think Colin's take on this game was right, but in general, I think Colin takes responsibility for his mistakes as well as anyone. But when someone, though he was today, talking about Andrew Luck, how good he was, I mean, who? It, it might be the way to figure. You know how they, they used to say, uh, you could tell, this is way back, you could tell a person by which Beatle he liked. Like, if you were a Ringo fan, it was like you're an underdog, you like the underdog, right? McCarthy was a, uh, McCartney was a, a t- 
talent, but was a little emotionally aloof. John Lennon was heartfelt, you know, depressive sometimes. You know, there was all these different, and George you know, Harrison was a mystic, you know, he's got a yo guy or whatever. I think looking at Andrew Luck's career can tell you what kind of football fan you are. <laughs> if you're like, oh yeah, he overperformed, then I don't even know how to describe it. Or you could be on the side of reality, which is he was a disappointment and he quit on his team a couple weeks before the season. Where are you at on that? I'm I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. I thought you were a guy that liked to take strong takes. I I, I don't I, 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 I don't like there. you saying he quit on his team. Well, what did he do? Uh, he he decided football wasn't in his best interest anymore. Isn't that what quitting on the team is? I mean, if it's if if it's for your own physical health, well being, I don't think you can call it quitting. Well, yeah, he quit. He retired. Did everybody who retired? Did Big Ben quit? Well, hold on. Big Ben held on with like a death, <laughs> with a death grip. All right, there's no quitting at Big Ben. If Big Ben was as good as Andrew Luck, he'd be talking about wanting to a. a, a, a and again, I'm saying Andrew Luck wasn't all that good, but he'd be talking about I better get a big bonus here at some point. <laughs> but but let's be clear on something. When I say quit on the team, it doesn't mean it wasn't best for him. I mean, oftentimes personal decisions are like if if there's a if you're working for a company, if you would have let's say that someone would have offered you you know ten million dollars to yes to, exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, and, and to come in and sabotage your show. Now, at different times, I thought is is he sabotaging this? But let's say it was even mo- more overt. And then at the end, you walked out with the check in your hand. We would say, boy, AJ just screwed us. It doesn't mean that AJ made a bad decision for him. Fair enough. You got to decide what personally matters to you. You know, morality or or chitsy money. You know, it's up to you. But Andrew Luck quit on his team. What else did he do? <sighs> he, they didn't even have time to plan that. If he would have quit, if it was about his health, did he take some hit before preseason camp started? No, because he should have known in, in in May or June, right? Or what March? He should have known at least sooner than he did. And if You're he right. would have retired six months before, I would have said nothing like that. But he did it a couple weeks before the season. Yeah. And so, listen, if it was for him, best way, he should do it. But let's. But he should get the heat for it too. Okay. Just because his daddy was somehow knew a few people, we should all. I don't even know the people he knew. I don't care. I really. They could invite me to dinner. I'd say, "What's on the menu?" And if I didn't like it, I wouldn't go. And you know that, don't you? I do know that. I, so I'm just gonna call it like it is. Andrew Luck was a disappointment. But Matt Stafford is a Super Bowl champion. I can't fight it. So now, whatever else he does going forward, it's well, he's got that ring now. He does. And I think it's a short, you know, someone was talking today that they think he's now in the Hall of Fame conversation. No, he's a sure Hall of Famer. Which blows my mind, too. What? What? I mean, if he is, who isn't? I mean, what I mean is, I think you can cherry pick a few people that's already in that Stafford's had a better career than. I mean, I think the Super Bowl win. Almost makes it a short. I mean, I would lay like minus seven hundred. Uh, no, I agree that you're right. But uh, Richard Sherman said today that the 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 path to get to the Hall of Fame is easier than ever. It's, I agree with that. And and to me, once you have that, you got to keep it going because I just wish. It, but Hall of Fame was always easier in football because baseball. I like those really good and. Obviously, in baseball, it's a different story when you have the PD scandal. That's a different conversation. But in general, I want there to be elite players that didn't make the Hall of Fame. Not super elite, but I'm saying you could say, you know how good he was? Remember him? He didn't make it. Then it's like, wow, the Hall of Fame is something. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Not in the Radio Hall of Fame. But, Yet. but 
I had I did work for six years with Kevin and Bean, who both are in there. There you go. Now there you go. All right, but they actually got canceled on one day's notice. No, that shows you how tough this business. Think they about quit that. on their team. No, they they, they got canceled. <laughs> the, the owners quit on them. Ugh. See, it's funny. Whenever you make a joke, you should wait for me to laugh or not. And if I don't, you should say, did I get something wrong there? Because <laughs> what you said just wasn't true. <laughs> but you think that's funny. Okay, I'm with um, <laughs> David Letterman. I mean, <laughs> AJ, AJ, I was joking. What the <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas. McKenzie thought that was funny. He thought I was funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, that does show you how bad the business is. I mean, oh. generally radio. Come on. That someone's like 30 years. And again, FSR is a class. I mean, I'm being serious about it, a class act in this regard and, you know, most regard. And at least average in every regard, I'd say. But also killed coverage from the Super Bowl this week. Yeah. Oh, good. Co- yeah. So no doubt. And, uh, and it brings up another point. How much do you think the various networks. Because, right, obviously, Fox is an NBC network. So, the way it works is, you know, most of their key games they get. I think the way it is, is there's certain games that go on the, the national night games, obviously. And then, if the road team gets to broadcast, I think, when it's a interconference game. So, if, if the NFC team's at the AFC team, NFC team gets it. I think that's how it is. But there's a, a very structured way that most of the key NFC games are going to Fox. Now, Colin's a Fox guy. I mean, and he's always, I thought, done a good job at supporting the net, you know, because FSR and Fox aren't the same thing. Right. But they do, he's done a good job supporting the network, and he's obviously done things for Fox TV and stuff. But I wonder how much he's like pro Lions because it's an NFC team. And how much, and just the same, how much are the, you know, the AFC network, how much are they pro AFC? I don't know. Because, I mean, it seems like it would get in the way of good analysis. But or at maybe, least fair analysis. Yeah, well, good and fair is the same to me. <laughs> or, you know, it could be like a good... You almost got to wish it's that, that bias, because then you would say, well, he's not crazy. Now, like, there'd be a reason to say it. But, but could you look at... When you looked at that game, does that sound right to you, that the Rams, they should have won by 30? No, I don't think so. I do think, though, you saying that Matt... Like, Matt Stafford had a couple bad throws, but That's I don't all think... it takes. I, I don't think he was... Awful. I just don't think he was great. And there's a lot of people who are saying if Ben Skoranek catches that pass, Matt Stafford's the MVP. Well, there's all kind of, but but well, first of all, here's you got me going now. Here's the MVP thing that I don't even want to discuss it ever again. You know they make the voters vote at the two minute warning. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So Aaron Donald would have won it almost certainly if they would have voted. Let me see when the game's over. Well, no, no, for sure. Cooper Cup caught a touchdown after the two-minute warning. Was that after? That the was his second touchdown. I'm not sure. No, I know it was the second, but because he caught the go-ahead and touchdown under two minutes. Okay. Well, then it makes it even. Well, first off, it makes it even crazier. The Cooper right? Cup won without that. Yeah. Because think, but but. You know something? We gotta look. Are you sure it was before the two minute or after the two minute warning? Yeah, because remember they went, they they ran a play leading up to the like okay. when they they didn't have to before the two minute warning. But it makes sense they would want to run the clock down. Well, I tell you this: how in the heck? But in a weird way, if someone catches a short pass at the end of the game in the end zone, why should that even matter? But with with but I guess that's the whole TD counting stats to start with. The, you know, dispute of how much that matters or not. But Donald had two major plays on that last drive that you add those in. I mean, who do you think was MVP? I would I would have voted for Aaron Donald if like if you'd let the clock tick to zero, I would have voted for you Aaron. Mean Donald. If you let the game play out, yeah. I mean, if you ever wonder, is the NFL a sport? Or a TV show. 
<laughs> it's a TV show because you're voting on the MVP, which a lot of it's going to have to do who helps you win, who's valuable to win the game. But oh, by the way, the last two minutes in which a lot of Super Bowls are decided, and this one was decided. We're not going to count that part. Pretty important stuff. And what's the difference is whatever the lag time was from the two-minute warning in real time to the end of the game is how long the announcement of the MVP would be delayed. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We're talking about, what, eight minutes? But they're thinking, no, we want to do it on the broadcast. We want to have the, we'll make the broadcast 10 minutes longer. How's this? Take 10 minutes from the pregame show <laughs> and, and add 10 minutes to the end. I'd be okay with that. We would have missed some Olympic coverage, I think. Bobsledding, maybe. You know, I, I, I didn't want to bring this up. But you know the thing where you dust off as it goes? The curling. I think I'd be good at that. I know you'd be good at it. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> you know, I, I was not heated up, but I'm actually heated up. I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to tell you what's wrong. And I'm also going to get from AJ. And this is going to be fascinating. Who's the five best teams in the NFL 2021-22? Meaning this season, the Rams won the title. I don't think he thinks the Rams are the best team. We'll get to that really as we start the next segment. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to continue digging into this Super Bowl. And R.J. is fired up today, more so than normal after a big game. But he feels some injustices have been done. See, A.J., I think some of your Houston lazy teases are kind of, You don't. We don't ever say we're just continuing a conversation, because that's what people do when they're not really engaged. I know you're engaged. I'm going to—go ahead. I'll give you uh, a Okay. Try. We will continue the conversation about the injustices that, that happened at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're not continuing— Everything's a new moment. Okay. But we are going to see who your five best teams are. That is a fact. I've got them ready. But I thought the Rams were the best team. They won the Super Bowl. The best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl. That is true. That That is true. But you know what? At some point, there's got to be a record book. There's got to be a record book. And it really makes me think... Everyone knows the to the victor goes the spoils, and you get to write history. Right? Think about it. If the Brits had won in the Revolutionary War... Benedict Arnold would be George Washington. There'd be kids in England going, you're George Washington, you told. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But instead, it's Benedict Arnold. That's right. And George is on the $1 bill. See? The way it should be. Well, that's because you were part of the victory. But you're really... Didn't your family come over? Strangely, it was like 1947, right? No, that's false. German family after the war? <laughs> Before that. And you kept saying, we hated what was going on. We hated yes. it. Yes. We fought against it. Yes. My grandfather literally fought against uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. 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 I'm going to have to research Like, with that. guns. He was, on, he was on the team. Wasn't, your, wasn't it Sergeant Schultz on Hogan's Hero? No. He, okay. All right. But the reality is, the more I live through this stuff, and having some experience in the media being covered, you know, having a couple, what was it, about five Super Bowls ago, six, you know, the uh, New York Times Magazine did a big cover story on sports betting and its emergence, you know, pre-legalization. And, you know, if I was featured in it and it was like, okay, I'm seeing how the New York Times does things. Wall Street Journal, some crappy outlets like Deadspin, how they do things. And what I ultimately figured out was 
people writing about these things usually have no freaking clue what they're talking about. Because to be a professional journalist is very different skill set than to be a domain expert in any given domain. So what you see is like CNBC and stuff. You'll have some people really understand. A former hedge fund guy, now he's a analyst. He knows his stuff. Now, he might be a year or two or five removed from it, but like a Jim Cramer knows his stocks. Right? He's been. He might disagree with them, but he's a, a for an expert. Uh, guys that write articles about sports gambling for New York Times are not experts in sports gambling. They just can't be. So, what you find out is it's usually the story and the narrative is what they don't want to lie. They try not, I mean, some lie, but they try not to lie. They just, they're going to fit it into the narrative. And you know what? Once you live through a little bit of history, you realize you're not going to remember much of it, even if you live through it. Like Peyton Manning winning that last Super Bowl. We can say easily, but that was his worst year. It doesn't matter. He's got two Super two Bowls. Rings, which and, changes everything. And, 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 and uh, Duncan, you know, winning his first title in a strike-shortened season against the eighth seed Knicks. Most people don't remember that. I probably wouldn't if I hadn't used that example a bunch of times. We, it's just, and LeBron's title in the... In the um, uh, during COVID, in the what was the that? Bubble. The bunker, the bubble. Yeah, the the bunker, the <laughs> bubble. It doesn't matter. He won. Yeah. And to the point of this is the greatest story ever. Johnny Moss, greatest example, won three World Poker, you know, main events, World Series of Poker main events. The first one was a vote. <laughs> they had they had nine guys playing, and they said we're going to play till someone wins the vote of who the best player is. And for the first like two days, they all voted for themselves. And then like on the on the on the third day, one person voted for Johnny Moss, and he was the champ. Really? That was the first World Series of Poker main event. How'd they play for two or three days, and no one just got knocked out? Oh, well, but they they were playing a cash game. It wasn't even a tournament. Oh man! It's like let's get everyone together. You could see that in the MMA or something. Let's go go. Let's tussle, and who's the toughest guy here? You know. Everyone votes for themselves. Okay, buddy. Well, me and you then. And then eventually, guys like, hey, he's the toughest. And it was over. So, but you know what? It does, at the time, you would have thought it was ludicrous that it'd be Johnny Moss, three time champion. Well, it is Johnny Moss, three time champion. So, is I this how you're going to look at Matt Stafford no, 10 years I, from now? What I'm saying is, no, I'm going to look at it like everyone else. I'm going to vaguely have a recollection, probably, that I didn't, you know, oh, I'm not sure about him, but he won. And. It does segue to who was the best team this year. Not that it really matters, because in a way, it's who wins. But oftentimes, the best team isn't the one who wins in football, especially because it's a one and done sport. If you go, the NBA is the most highest fidelity winner there is a seven game play or series, four different rounds. It's very rare the lesser team wins. And it's very rare the lesser team wins the title. Very rare. Because you got to win four times, four games each. And remember, here's the difference. One play can hugely affect the Super Bowl a lot more than one play can affect an NBA game. Because think of a typical NBA game, 210 points are scored, let's say. One three-pointer in or out is three points. Right? That's the biggest swing. Right? If it was a missed foul call and a three-pointer, three points. Right? Three out of 200 points is what one player can do. Seven out of 48 points or whatever is huge. And the, the low, what was that ref's name? Logan or whatever, the, the ref on the ticky tack foul. Yeah. Now, you had a different position on that. I, I, I heard Mike uh, P- P- 
Pereira, uh, yes, from Fox on another on radio talking about that he thought th- that it was a clear mistake and that it wasn't even there. That he usually will give the benefit of the doubt to the official, but he goes it wasn't there. Like to the point of like we can't even explain this. You thought it was close. I, I thought it was a judgment call. I mean, he had a handful of jersey. It looked like to me, uh, if if he hadn't made the call, I wouldn't have said, "Oh, I can't believe he, he no called that." So you I thought I th- it was a, a reasonable call. Yep. All right. I'm going to explain why it wasn't, and I mean, I mean, this was atrocious. First, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. R.J. Bell. Mr. Dan Byer, you have a moment? Yes, R.J. Good to talk to I, you again. I, I, yes, hi, sir. I'd like to tell you, AJ off air was really expressing a lot of gratitude towards you and the way you do your job. Oh, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that, AJ. Thank you very much. And of he, course. And he was asking if you could text him on the days you're going to be off because he says he's going to try to coordinate his days off with the days you're off. <laughs> I know. We threw a hodgepodge at you of different guys in the chair, but uh, no, I'm just, I'm just wanting you to know. That I want you to be affirmed, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Dan and I are going to start vacationing. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the funniest part of Dan's update was Kyler Murray saying he's going to continue to grow. Oh, <laughs> cheap shot. That was good. I was going to say that he might be mad at the team because they put him in back in the pictures and he wasn't in the pictures. But yours, yours was a little better, I think, which is right. Thanks, Dan. All right. So, <laughs> I do think that, that Kyler Murray thing, man, when does the player empowerment end? I, I bet our listeners are thinking, RJ said this two years ago. Like, th- when's it going to end? Like, he's mad at who? Who's he mad at? The little man. Who's he mad at? He's mad at his teammates who called him out for calling his girlfriend at halftime of every game. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. He said he either called his girlfriend or put on headphones at halftime and basically zoned out during during the halftime. Would be funny if he was calling like a nine seven six sex number, but yeah, like a, <laughs> he was getting catfished by like some dude in Canada or something. I'm saying it would be funny hypothetically. Right. I'm saying it's true. Um, I do think what is really weird about it is he goes, "I'm playing for the love of the game." Kyler Murray said, except he was going to go to baseball. Remember, he was only going to play one year at Oklahoma. And then he had a great year. No one knew what kind of year he'd have. And then he decided, you know, I'm going to play football because I'm going to make more money playing football. But, oh, but I mean, the love of the game, the love right, of the yeah. game. I mean, you think that's the one he'd avoid saying because he doesn't love football or at least he loved baseball equally as much. All right. We're straight out of Vegas. Now, AJ, do you want, let's give your fifth team and then we'll take our first or last break. So right now, here's the rules. The season's replayed in a time machine. So everyone's exactly how they were back in August. The games moving forward are random, meaning nothing that happened matters except you learn from it. You learn, for example, that Trevor Lawrence is ridiculously bad. Like, though he, in some other world, he could replay this season and be great. It seems less likely because you saw the bad season. So you have the benefit of this season, but everything else is the same as if we restarted the season. Who is the fifth best team? The Green Bay Packers. Okay, now that's lower than people thought during the year. So what? What was it? Just uh, was it just Rogers choking once again? No, I, just, I think that in hindsight, looking at the roster outside of Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they have a bad roster outside of Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they have a championship roster outside of him. They had a lot of injuries too, though. They did. All right, so I think that's fair, though, because I do think another example of Rodgers not stepping up, we'll say, in the playoffs, has to mean something if we're trying to win a title. We've got four teams left. The real question is, and I mean this is the question, will the Rams be in the top five? They're not number one, right? They're not number one. So we got a new number one, 
When we come back with the top 40, I mean 32, I mean five NFL teams. And we're going to tell you the odds for next season's Super Bowl. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The truth will set you free, but we don't know the truth and we never will. Who was the best team this year? The Rams won it. They get the title, rightfully so, because they won. A.J. says the Rams might are not the best team. He already has said that. He's given his top five. I'll tell you when he's wrong. By the way. <laughs> I we, guess you will. we got a fun little thing tomorrow. I'm going to tease ahead to it. It's called Book Me, B-I-T-C-H. Okay. Now, I'm not sure if that's one of the words, but I'm a class act, so I'm not going to... So, do you need me to voice it, since I'm not a class act? You know, that would... But with you, it would be like some word to get us thrown off the air, probably. But we'll figure I know it out. all the words you're allowed to say and all the ones you're not. Okay, I'm okay. I'll go look George Carlin up on YouTube and see. <laughs> but what I'll, what I'll say is, is that still the list? No. Oh, okay. The list is way shorter now than it used to be. Okay. That's good for people like you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at the Super Bowl odds, and we're going to tell you them today. In fact, let's just look at them now. Let's do this now, and then we'll get AJ's top five. Right now, who is the favorite to win the Super Bowl? This is next season. As some would say, way too early. Well, if it's too early, why are you talking about it? I don't think it's too early. And AJ's going to be happy. The favorite to win the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills, 7-1. to The Chiefs, second favorite, 7.5-1. to the Rams. What happens if Big Bay retires? I don't know. They might get better. They might get a guy who will throw the football. Nine to <laughs> one. Nine to one. Third favorite. 49ers. This That's a crazy number. It is crazy. Twelve to one. This segues into what we're gonna be able to do. So we'll have the updated line tomorrow. And then it's book me B-I-T-C-H. And you get to bet any one of these with me. I have to book you. The bookie's supposed to have the edge, right? Well, I have to book you. You could say, give me the bills at 7 to 1, and I book you. Okay. 100 to win 700. Okay. I get to cause you, though, the opposite. You got to actually fade your number. So if I say, no, I think the bills have no chance, I'm going to bet 700 to win 100. You got to do that. So there's one each. So effectively, it's going to be the overrated team and the underrated team. The team that you think is underrated, you're going to want to bet them to win. Okay. The team you think is overrated, you're going to want to fade their action and lay a lot to win a little. So there's only going to be four bets, two and two, my overrated, your and underrated, your overrated, underrated. But the beauty is we're not talking into the ether. It means you're going to be paying me if I'm right next year, and I'll be paying you under that extreme case if you're right. Sounds fine. Uh, I remember it? Rams versus Niners. I got you on that one. That's true. Rams yeah. versus Bucks. I mean. 
Oh, that was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, it goes to show the, bet, the bets that you win are the ones that like, it literally can be drilled down. You know, it does show you the wisdom of the way I position that bet, because even though you won that game, they still had to win out, but somehow Stafford did. Okay, so that's tomorrow. That to- well, that was a shocker. But now we're here, straight out of Vegas. You've now said Green Bay. Give Green so, Bay number five. Who's number four? The Los Angeles Rams. So you think there's three teams better than the Rams this season? Yes. So obviously this has the Rams lower than people would think. Now listen, the Rams are number three next year, so it's not like they. But why? Well, remember the Rams were the four seed in the NFC. It's not like the Rams were running away with things. And they... yeah, I agree. But I also could make the case it could have easily been the two. And I mean, in the scheme of things, it felt like that that was pretty bunched up in the NFC. I, and remember, Green Bay was one. So if that's the major, why is Green Bay five on go, your list? Going back to the beginning of the season, the knock we had on the Rams was they're extremely top heavy. Mm-hmm. And as the season went on, they all they did was get it more extremely well, well, top heavy. You can't get more top heavy. As you add more top people, it means you don't need all of them. Well, remember, I mean, we don't, doesn't we don't OBJ know. OBJ show that Woods wasn't necessarily top? That's why they weren't top heavy because they added OBJ. But we don't know that they add OBJ in this replay of the season. Well, and we don't know if he's out for how long. If he, you know. true. But uh, so you're saying the OBJ in and and contract uncertainty? Are we sure he's not signed for next year? He's not. Okay, and Von Miller isn't signed. Von he not. could be. That's the main driver here. Or do you have the same skepticism as Stafford that I, I do? Sure, I, I have some. And I, I honestly, this game, I came up with some skepticism of McVay. Oh, big time. We'll, we'll, all right, team number three. The Tampa Bay Bucks. You're insane. Oh, what? wait, wait, I'm sorry. I, I got lost for a second. Okay, I was thinking it's moving forward. Nope. Okay, this is back here. Oh, okay, I think that's not, I think they should be higher. But okay, go ahead. Kansas City Chiefs two. Okay. Buffalo Bills oh! one. Oh, did I bait you into that? Yep. I mean, you know what's funny? Did you have the Bills one before you saw they were number one no. for next year? Did you have them one before you saw that? No. So it, it took your guts. It took you seeing that they were one in the future odds to put them one here. I like the Bills better back a season than I do next season. Why? No Brian Dayball anymore. Do we really know what Brian Dayball did? Brian Dayball been calling plays for, for the entirety of Josh Allen's career. I think he's pretty well, good. Well, I don't know. I mean, he certainly wasn't good the first two two seasons. I don't know, man. I mean, I th- listen, I guess what's a good sign of Dayball is he was hired by one of his own, meaning it was a, someone from the front office of the Bills that went to the Giants that hired him. So it's someone that knows him. Because yeah. when you look from a distance, the, those hot names, you can get you know romanced by that, but he saw him every day, you know. Dylan once said, "The only man, the only person that knows him, the only person that knows a man is his wife, right? Or the partner, whatever. Because in truth, you're going to see the truth there, right? Sunday morning, can't hide over, it. you know, can't you can't say I'm going to run home if you got to, you know, go to the bathroom, right? <laughs> the truth is out there. Any other last twenty seconds here? Biggest takeaway we didn't talk about from the Super Bowl? Anything jump out at you? McVay not being great, maybe he's one of them. Yeah, that's certainly one of them. But I want to talk maybe tomorrow about Matt Stafford and if there's been how many quarterbacks in the last twenty years have changed their legacy more with one game than Matt Stafford did. Takeaway was Rams win. That's easy, but it's in the books forever. Were they the best team? I don't think so. But you know what? Does it really matter? And oh, be careful, be careful if someone tries to rewrite history as it's happening. Use your eyes. If you miss any of today's show, including RJ's rant about the uh, Super Bowl MVP, which may be warranted, check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time with Book It. Yeah, Book It, B-I-T-C-H, baby. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 